This is Pain Wheel, and you're listening to Get A Life Podcast. Death Crawl! Hey guys, and welcome to the Get A Life Podcast. I think this episode is episode 60, so it means it's a like a momentous episode. If that even is a word, I'm not sure. It's like a big episode for the podcast, episode 60. And um, before I really start, I really want to say a couple of things. Um, thank you for everyone listening. Um, thanks for all the guests that's been on the podcast. And... Um, also, we're fundraising um, for Special Effect. They're a, a charity that pretty much help disabled gamers play video games like anyone else and give them that kind of, I wouldn't say advantage, but it gives them, puts them on the same level as everyone else, which is pretty awesome. Um, I checked them out at Eurogamer and I actually got to play a game with my face. Believe it or not, it was Portal 2. Um, very difficult game, though. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, um, we're raising money for them, and I'll put the link in the description. Hopefully by episode 100 we raise £100. I know that's like a small amount of money, but hopefully we can do that. Anyway, moving back to the episode. Like I said, it's a very big episode, so we got someone awesome for you guys. Introduce yourself, guest. Hi, I'm Danielle McRae, and I play Painwill and Skullgirls, and numerous other stuff. Told you. So people can't really say now... That, oh, bitch, you don't bring any good guests. I brought you Danielle. There you go. Woo-hoo! Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned you were in Skullgirl, so can you just talk about the game a bit more, what it's about? Um, yeah, um, Skullgirls is pretty much, um, I want to, I had a name for it. I, I had, like, it was a magical girl syndrome where, well, you wish for something. In this game, you wish for, um, you can wish on a skull heart, um, uh, whatever you want, but if you're a good person or a bad person depending on what kind of person you are you wish on the skull heart you can either turn into a monster or I'm not sure what happens if you're actually a good person but I've noticed that there's a trend of girls turning into monsters when they wish on this heart so it's it's like the troll heart pretty much <laughs> uh, do you think it's just like it doesn't even work on good people like it just turns everyone into monsters um I think so I, I really think so but you can now, you also have the option to destroy it too. I've seen that happen a lot. What do you mean by that? Well, um, I don't want to give anything away or spoil anything, but there are, there have been a few characters in the game who've destroyed the skull heart instead of wish on it. I think that it was like their spider sense was tingling and they knew that there was something wrong with his heart, so they're like, "We'll destroy it before it does anything to us." <laughs> so what is it? Is it like a a real pumping heart, or is it like? What does it look like? Is it like a mechanical heart? I know it's random, but it makes a difference. Oh no, it's cool. Um, it's uh, it's like a, a, a like a skull face, mm. and there's like blue flames around it, and that's pretty much like a skull heart. And I think that's the most interesting. And I thought that was really interesting, like a skull face with the flames as a heart. It's pretty cool. Okay, so um, within this game, you say you voice act um, for the character Painwheel, who's, of course, my favorite character in the game. Um, Do you feel like a connection with the character when you're recording? Um, For me, it was a gradual connection with her, because when I first started out with her, um, they showed me the um, animations for some of her moves, and already I was already freaked out by her, just because of not more of her appearance, but more of what she can actually do to the other player. And, but mm. when I was recording for her, I kind of 
started to appreciate her more and I grew with her a little bit and I just started loving her and now I think she's adorable. <laughs> so I went from fearing her to actually wanting to hug her at the end. Oh. And hmm. So what do you think about the way she's, you know, the way she looks, her appearance? I think it's really interesting. Um, I talked to the artist, Alex Ahad, mm-hmm. um, who, who designed all the characters for Skullgirls, and he, he mentioned that he took a little bit of inspiration out of a, um, a game, or the game series um, Silent Hill. So yes. I saw a lot of that in Pain Wheel, and I instantly thought, this is like Bioshock meets Silent Hill, and I actually found out from Alex that he took a lot of inspiration from Silent Hill for her and for Valentine. Which is also a cool character. <laughs> I'm not a big but, fan of Valentine. Yeah. Yeah, mainly because I, I just don't like her. Her character design <laughs> is amazing, and I have to say, all the characters have an amazing character design. But she, I, I just feel she's evil. Oh yeah. And after I, I don't what want, she did. Yeah, no, she because she is evil. She's yeah. very evil. So, of course. I don't want you to be biased here, but who's your favorite character in Skullgirls? Um, it might be a tie between Sarah Bella and Misfortune. I like Misfortune for the speed, and I like Sarah Bella just because. I mean, she's she's um I don't know she's she's not slow, but she's not as fast as Misfortune, but she does have moves that are pretty powerful. So you don't like uh, Pain Wheel's move set or? I do. I'm actually still learning Painwell's move set, but she's a lot of fun. Um, I think it's, she's fun to get to learn how to. She, she's fun, but I'm still trying to get to learn how to play with her. So, do you play this game a lot, or is it just like a one-time thing, maybe every Friday or something like that? Um, when I do play, it's very casual. Um, I do sometimes play um, once or twice a week. Sometimes, if I'm really busy, it may be once a month or so. But I usually like playing because there's a um, a broadcast that Skullgirls actually um, has every Thursday. It's called Salty Cupcakes. And um, they usually share new changes in the game, what they're going to add for like another, like the next patch. And it looks like I went, I went over there a few times. Um, it's in here in California, Salty Cupcakes. And the game, it feels like it plays completely differently than this new patch. So it's almost like I, have to, I feel like I have to keep playing this game before they change everything, like all the you know, buffs and nerfs and stuff. Hmm. Seems interesting because, you know, normally after a year, you know, developers stop doing patches and things and they're like, okay, here's the finished game. But it's, it's amazing that the developer for this game is continuing the game and, and providing DLC as well. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. And the fact that they're listening to the fans too and they're getting feedback, I think that's, that's like unheard of. Yeah, not many companies do that. Um... There was talks about uh, voice packs, like DLC voice packs. We did talk about it on the episode with KG. Uh huh. Is there one for Painwheel or no? Yeah, there is. Um, um, a friend of mine. Um, when we had the the Skullgirls had the um, breast cancer awareness um, fund mm-hmm. for Evo. Um, there was um, we were doing the voice actors for Skullgirls were doing um, like voice donations. We were just um, to give people like just voice 
what was it like voice donations for um, just like to say anything that the the person who donated wanted us to say, and it was one person who came up to me and said, "I want to hear what valley what pain will sound like as a valley girl," and I said, "Okay," and so I just said, "Oh my god, like I'm pain will death crawl," and I kind of stuck with that. So um, <laughs> I was thinking either derp wheel or valley girl pain will or now valley valley wheel and. I came up with Valley, well not, I didn't come up with Valley Will, but I actually stuck with that idea that this this friend had. So I thank him for actually inspiring me to make a Valley Will voice pack. <laughs> Should be fun to record that one. So you haven't recorded it yet? I thought you guys already... Finished. Oh no, not yet. Um, no, not yet. I think they're still working with Squiggly, but I think, mm. I'm thinking maybe after they're done with recording Big Band, maybe they might start adding in we might be able to record for the voice packs. Because I heard there's like other voice packs as well, like mm-hmm. for different characters like Parasol, and, which is quite interesting. Um, yeah. Because we did, um, me and Aaron talked about that, but she didn't really say much regarding that. It's just, I heard it was something to do with Salty Parasol. Oh yeah, Salty Parasol. Or, oh. But she's supposed to be like, she's just a cussy one of the bunch. She mm. gets the cuss and stuff and... I think there's an anime peacock where she just um i don't know how that's gonna work <laughs> anime style piece peacock well you know i i could mm, i can really imagine that because of peacock's <laughs> design peacock's design is like you know those old mickey mouse films yeah it's like that but on cocaine exactly i see her i'm not sure if you've heard of the show called drawn together but um there's one character in that show that kind of reminds me of Peacock, and she's like this black and white, she looks like a rejected Betty Boop, like sex symbol kind of character, mm. and she kind of reminds me of Peacock minus the sex symbol in her. <laughs> wow. Of course, she does look very sinister. She does. Like with, with the eyes and with those Mickey Mouse hands. Mm-hmm. Imagine that at Disneyland. Oh my gosh. Posing with the kids. <laughs> That's kind of scary. I, I don't oh, want to imagine yeah. that. Just the children. Screaming. You know. But, I think I would if I saw that if I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Well, not now, but if I was a kid. I mean, I'm, I think... Strangely, I find the most creepy things cute. That's so. That's the weirdest thing about me. So I think Peacock is kind of cute, in a way. Well, what about, Paris, a- uh, what about um, Painwell? Pinwell's cute too. I actually grew to actually like her, because when I recorded for her, I I thought she was really freaky, and I didn't want to have anything to do with her for a while. And I guess when I was done recording her, I kind of I really fell in love with her, and I thought, oh, she's so cute. And then I found like art of her in the game where um, I'm not sure if it's a real spoiler, but she has no mask on, and she looks super cute. So it's like, okay, I really love you. You're adorable. Oh, <laughs> the thing that really surprised me about pain wheel was just the fact that she's only 15 yeah and then she became this kind of monster mm-hmm. it's just so bad and when you look at her likes and dislikes and look, it's all the likes flowers gardening walking on the beach mm-hmm. like these things sound pretty sweet and innocent and you just look at her and it's like whoa i know now when they first put that up on the website her likes and dislikes and her character design i'm like Oh wow, <laughs> this this is interesting. But I think when I re- when I first auditioned for her, 
they wanted more of an animalistic sound for her. So when I saw her pictures and then they gave me some of her backstory and it had, she likes flowers, walking on the beach and dogs. And I'm looking at her image and I'm like, really? She does? What happened before this? <laughs> hmm. Another thing is, um, when you actually came in to do the, the role of Painwheel, did... Did they give you much information? Were you given like other previous voices, you know, like um, for instance, Japanese voices or anything else, or was it just there you go, this is the script? Um, well, oh, when they directed me to record for her, mm -hmm. or yeah. um, well, what they did do is they they gave me a script, and I think they wanted me to be motivated by some of the uh, the animation of Pain Wheel, like some of her supers they showed me. Um, they wanted me to see how she moved and how she interacted with, well, I guess with the characters, with her movements, and just to see how painful she is. And they wanted me to delve in that world, like, okay, you see what's going on here on, on the screen? Well, we want you to just kind of imagine you're in her shoes and just causing pain and havoc on other characters. And they gave me a script and they directed me the whole way, but I think it felt more of a pattern when I was recording for her. Um, we did everything in three takes, so we'd do a, a yelling line in three takes or a screaming line in three takes. But it felt like the more we were recording, more I was recording for her, it was like the more I kind of felt like I was in her. So it it wasn't too hard of a session, but I guess in a way it was really hard because I had to somewhat method act in a way just to become this character. Mm. So after you know the day of recording, would you feel depressed, and what what would you kind of do to take that depression away from you um i actually would watch funny videos on youtube or like little cute like puppy or cat videos on on youtube just to like keep me away from that because i actually went through that when i was recording for pain wheel i was super depressed and i was at the point where i was crying a lot i'm like why is this happening so i'd have to go on youtube and look up funny videos or cute videos or just go on I don't know, Tumblr and find random stuff and just to cheer me up because it was pretty rough. <laughs> mm. I have to say that's, I don't want to seem very un unsensitive here, but that's mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, that's a lot of commitment there. It know? is, it really is. Like the way that you've connected with this character in, in such a way that you've even cried. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah, and I think it was a lot worse when I was done, when I finished recording for her too, because it was like, you're saying goodbye to this character, and you don't know if they're going to be back or not, if you're going to be able to revisit them. I hope to one day. But okay. I kind of bonded with her, it was almost like I was, it didn't seem like I was working, it seemed like I was getting to know somebody while I was recording, so it was, it was a very, it was in a very deep, kind of psychological thing with her. Hmm. So, um... If you can voice any other character apart from Painwheel, who would you voice and why? Um, I really wanted to be Parasol because <laughs> um, I actually auditioned for her, but I was really happy that Erin got her because she's she is Parasol. She fits her perfectly. Mm. Um, when I read for Parasol, I actually some of her traits kind of reminded me of myself because I have a little sister. I look after her, and she's got this tough kind of. She's got this tough edge to her, but it's almost like she has this maternal kind of side to her sister. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can relate to this character. So I'd have to pick her for those reasons. Okay. It's not because of the umbrella that she has? Oh, that too, definitely. <laughs> I've, never, I've only heard of one other video game character that fights with an umbrella. 
Yeah. And um, I think that's um, Okuni from Samurai Warriors. Oh, I remember that game. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I used to play it in the arcades I... when I was younger. Really? I used to waste all of my car, all, all of my quarters for that game, and then I played. I played so many games. Awesome. Mostly Can fighting talk games. About that? Sure, of course. Um. Oh, about Samurai Warrior or just? Oh no no down? about about anything any arcade because you said you you played a lot of arcade games like can't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah sure. Um. When I was younger, I used to pretty much go to the arcade every day after school. Mm. I would just save up all of my chump change and I play. Like lots of King of Fighter games. I'd play Primal Rage. I'd play some Samurai Showdown. I'd play a whole bunch of other stuff, and I I could spend five six hours in an arcade. And if I ran out of money, I'll just try and like I'll call my dad and say, Hey, do you have any more quarters? I want to play some more games. And he's like, Well, we'll give me like maybe like two dollars a quarters, and then you'll have to leave. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but that was me pretty much when I was younger. I'd go in arcade um, places and just play games all day. It's a shame that arcade uh, arcades don't really exist anymore. I know. Well, they have been like certain places, you know. They 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 they're trying to revive arcades and in, in different forms, you know, more adult forms of arcade. Um, yeah. Especially in London, they have this thing called the loading bar. It's pretty much a a gaming bar. You you know you can chill, relax, have a gaming themed drink. Oh, the mono bar. No, no. Okay. It's, 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 oh, that's like something totally different. So I yeah. think on a bar just has like video game based drinks. But you know, it's it's um it's I would say it's similar to that, but it's it's called the loading bar. It's in London now. It's in Soho. Um, you know, it's 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 like a casual kind of place. You know, you can have a drink, play some brand new titles. You know, they they even had like an event uh, a couple of weeks back during E3, which is quite awesome. I have to say I wasn't I wasn't invited to it, but you know. Aww. Well, hopefully next time you will be. That'll be hopefully. awesome. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, I even had them on the podcast before. They're a really awesome bunch of people, and I, and I suggest if you go to if you ever visit London, I I think you should go visit there. You know. Yeah. Here's hoping I'd have to go check it out. So, how did you start voice acting? Um, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of um. I really wanted to be a voice actor when I was a little kid, but um, I used to just mimic voices from cartoons. And at the time, I didn't know that was an actual profession. I thought it was just, you know, some. I, I get I get this asked a lot, and I usually say like, um, I used to see voice acting as a few guys in the garage room. They would just go and record voices, not get paid for it, and they put this stuff on TV, and nobody knows who they are. And I know I kind of wanted to do that. Um, but I guess when I grew up, it kind of changed for me wanting to be a voice actor, and I kind of wanted to do character animation for video games. Hmm. And I tried to do that in college. I, it didn't really stick because I had no patience whatsoever with um, 3D programs. So I took theater, thanks to a friend. They had me take a theater class at, in college. And um, I don't know, I guess they did something. They did an act um, where they changed their voice like drastically. And I'm like, how did you do that? It's so cool. And... They they told me, well, um, I take some voice acting classes at my um, local other school or something. And they, the, my teacher tells me or t- teaches me how to make these voices. And, um, yeah, so I kind of wanted to do it, too. So I kind of took, like, voice acting classes. I took radio and theater classes. And then I took a few classes here in L.A. And then 
there's a certain class where a director by the name of Tony Oliver, he does a lot of anime work and video game work, um, he heard my voice and he said, I think you're ready to work. You should totally work for um, Bang Zoom Entertainment. And I've been doing stuff with them ever since. And it started pretty much spiraling from that Wait point. Wait a minute. You mentioned Tony Oliver. Yes. I've heard of that name before. I have heard of that name before. He was in a couple of games I know. I forgot awesome. what games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a, bit, a busy guy. Bit embarrassing. Busy. I really... Ah. Oh, yeah. I know who he voices. Yeah, he's in Dynasty Warriors. Jeez. Yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm just so excited. Um, yeah. As you can tell, I really do love Dynasty Warriors. And, you know. I used to play, I think it was the fifth or sixth Dynasty Warriors. I played one of those games, but I didn't finish it because my friends. And I'm like, oh, I want to play this game. I'm play more of it. And it's like, well, you're borrowing it, so you can't finish it. Oh, so. One day. Yeah. Have, have you um, played the more recent Dynasty Warriors games? You know, Dynasty Warriors 7 and Dynasty Warriors 8 is coming out in July. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, I played some of 7. I loved it. I need to buy the game now because <laughs> I loved it a lot. I'm looking forward to eight. So you're gonna buy eight? Or... I want to. I really I think, want I think to. you should. Because it's gonna be a great game, I have to admit. Um, you know, mainly because KG's voice acting. Yes. Just, uh, <laughs> and, he, uh, and of course, Eren as well. So, mm-hmm. can't complain. And of course, there's, um, yeah, and of course there's Christina V too. She's also um, Leon Schur in Dynasty Warrior 7. Yeah, I've heard about that, but I just, I'm not a real big fan of Leanne Sure. Mm. Mainly because of her character design. It's just crazy. The fact that, you know, she has, how do, how do I say this without seeming crude? She has, um, you know, large breasts. Oh, yeah. She and, does. And it's, it's, very, it's very difficult to imagine how she can stand up. I know, like, and all the back pain she's probably yeah, facing. Yeah, you know. It's. I'm surprised that you know she's fighting with a crossbow, and I'm surprised that she doesn't fall over halfway through. I know. <laughs> you know, but it's at the end of the day, it's video games. They can do crazy stuff like that. Uh, yep. Can't blame them. So yeah, um, continue your story because I rudely interrupted <laughs> as soon as I had oh. anything to do with dinosaurs. Oh, the uh, voice acting story or the yeah. dinosaurs? <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah, that was pretty much about it um when i met tony oliver it pretty much just started my voice acting career started through um a company called bangsy entertainment which is who he referred me to and i started voicing for different games and anime for them and then Skullgirls came out of nowhere thanks to christina v um and yeah it pretty much take took off right after um my meeting with tony oliver and taking some classes so was it like um, like a casual meeting, or like you met him on the street, or what, what happened there? How did you meet him? Um, I actually met him, and a friend told me about these classes that Bang Zoom Entertainment was holding. Um, they were like these adventures and voice acting classes. So these are workshops, like eight-hour workshops for $300. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, okay, take my money. I don't care. I'll just... I'll give you my money and I'll try and earn it back later. I mean, I'm probably never going to earn it back. That's what I was thinking at the time. And I took three of their classes and I spent, I think, about like 800 for three classes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm probably not going to get this back, but I wanted to do I wanted to do voice acting so bad. Take my money. You know, here's hoping something sticks. And 
Tony Oliver was teaching these classes. So the second class I took with him, he actually saw that I was improving from the first class and he liked my voice quality and he wanted me to start working like professionally. So he got me in contact with Bang Zoom and ever since then I started um, voice acting. So when was that? Like around what year? Um, I took the workshops around 2009-ish. So at the end of 2009, that's when I started beginning to book things. Okay, so you're a relatively new voice actor compared to KG and, and Aaron. Yeah, yeah, I'm a baby. This is my third year doing voice acting. Hopefully many more years doing voice acting. Yeah. Because I have to say, you're, you are quite talented. Oh, thank you. Especially with the pain wheel voice. I'm just... I'm, <laughs> my mind is just boggling. I don't understand how, how someone could do a voice <laughs> like that. Did no, there was I mean? a person I... Oh, no, it's, it's totally understandable because I met a person recently at a con and they actually thought that, oh, you play pain wheel, you play your voice, so I'm thinking your voice is going to be automatically, like, rough, kind of, like... Hmm. deep rough kind of texture and it's like you sound so sweet and bubbly what is this i can't wrap my mind around it so it's it's totally understandable hmm. so weird question i don't think this really applies to uh, to you considering that you've only been voice acting for a certain amount of time but you know when you're at these conventions and things like that do people just go up to you and like oh my god you're pain wheel i've gotten that a lot um i think i've gotten more people recognizing me more for Skullgirls than, mm. than League of Legends. And I, it's, it's interesting. It's really cool because the how like I love how this game grew. The Skullgirls community is just so am- amazing. And the, this, the game is just gaining more and more support. It's like a word of mouth kind of thing. And it's just so cool to meet new people who are into the game. And they, they talk to you. And it's almost like, for me, they kind of talk to me like, like I am the character. And like... Dude, that that level three move, man, that was so cool, man. How did you do it? And it, it's very surreal. It really is. So I when, love it. When people talk to you like that, as if you are the character, do you feel kind of freaked out or, or what? I feel, I don't know. I feel it's like a mix. Like I feel kind of freaked out, and also at the same time, I feel like you should be asking the character this. I'm not the character. I just do the voice. So it's it's pretty it's pretty weird, <laughs> but it's interesting now. Hmm. So. You know, you know her. Um, you know how Pain Wheel doesn't like um, bad puns. Oh yeah, she hates bad puns. I have to. I have to say something. Her her name is a bad pun though. That's, that's it. Really is. I don't understand. <laughs> it is. Um, I think there's one line that Misfortune does say to Pain Wheel, and she says, "You're a wheel pain." She just pretty much makes her. She pretty much makes her name known that. She, she actually makes Pain Will know that her name is already a pun, but she really tries to, like, rub it in by mm. saying you're a wheel pain. Uh, I, personally, I don't like bad puns either, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm probably going to buy um, Skullgirls for the PS3 tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. So, well, yeah, hopefully um, I can get my game on. Try my best. Obviously, I'm not that good at fighting games, as I said. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll probably suck at the game. I'll probably do videos on it as well. Um, but uh, one thing I don't really like about the game is the lack of characters. Oh yeah. So yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Um, um, as of right now, they're working on I think five more characters. Yay, car! 
they're working on five more characters. Um, so hopefully this will mean more characters will come down the line. I actually, I really hope that because right now they're working on Squiggly, which is a zombie kind of character. She's really cute. And I think she should be out pretty soon. And um, there's a few other characters coming out. We have like a singer who like has the power of blood. She can hit people with blood. And a wrestler and uh, a guy with a sax. And it's really cool. So there's there's going to be like a, a male character in Skullgirls then? Yeah, um, there's actually going to be two male characters. And um, that should be really cool. I can't wait. Technically, don't they have to rename the game? Um, no. You know, I actually thought that maybe they did have to rename it, but then I was told that the Skullgirls aren't the actual characters. It's really the Skullgirl, or the girls who wish on the heart and became Skullgirls. But I think, honestly, if the guys became actually started wishing on the heart, then yeah, they'd have to change the name. But I think they should... I don't know what they're going to do with that name, though. Skull people? Actually, that doesn't have a good ring to it. I don't know what they'd have to call it. <laughs> hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking about the name for the DLC characters, like the two male characters. Maybe you can oh. call it the Skull Guys DLC. Yeah. Character. I don't know. Maybe that's they an idea. They could do that. That's a good idea. Well, in the end, I, wasn't it the um, the fans that chose the characters? Yeah. Um, Skullgirls had this um, polling system where they'd have people choose which character they want to see as the next DLC character. Mm. And it was pretty much like a voting thing. And I called it the American Idol for Skullgirls. Like, you pick your favorite, and the other ones, they just wait their turn or something. <laughs> so it was a pretty interesting process to bring these two characters, or three characters, into the game. Mm. And of course it does cost cost the developers a lot of money to, yeah. to kind of develop the characters, because I heard that they were raising money on their Indiegogo page. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for one of the characters, I forgot which one, it was like 140000 Yeah. For a character. And that, that kind of blows my mind. So if you're thinking that... I'm thinking that, you know, if they're spending that much money to develop one character, it must be a good character. Oh, yeah. Um, that character is the... I think, yeah, it was the character I was just talking about. Her name's Squiggly. She's like mm-hmm. a zombie girl. And uh, honestly, I really did not... To be honest, I did not think that they were going to get as far as, you know, beating past that goal, you know. But they beat it, and they almost made almost a thousand, or no, a million. They almost made a million dollars. And they were really only just anticipating to, like, raise money for just that one character. But then they got all the support, and they were, like, saying, hey, guys, go donate more. Maybe we might get some more characters, and we got more characters. So it's, it's pretty mind-blowing. Um, I'm not sure if the Indiegogo page is still open for people to donate, because, you know, I want to donate now. I missed my um, chance, I think. Oh, I think they're still taking donations, but I'm not quite sure where. I don't think it's the, the same Indiegogo page. It might be another thing, but I might have to look it up. Um, but I think they're still taking some donations. If there is, if there is some sort of donation page, guys, I'll put it in the link of... Oh, I'll put it in the description of this podcast. So you guys, if you want to, can donate to them. Yeah, you know, that'd be it, awesome. You know, it goes to it goes to work. You know, they don't waste their money. Mm-hmm. It seems. And what I love about the 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 people at Lab Zero um, who make Skullgirls, they also hold streams of like what's going on with the progress of the character, how they animate the character, and they pretty much give people like 
an inside, like behind the scenes of what goes on into animating a character. So I love how you take the time to show the fans how much work goes into this and just show them live on the spot what, what's really going on instead of people wondering what are their movesets going to be and how they're going to move and everything. It's, I think that's really cool. Hmm. It is very amazing, I have to say. You know, because not many developers do that nowadays. They, they keep yeah. it very secretive. Mm-hmm. And that leads me on to another thing. When you're actually recording for Skullgirls, do you have to keep everything secret or were you freely allowed to talk about it? Um, everything was pretty strict. I couldn't say anything until the character was was announced. And it was, it was funny too because it was really hard for me to try and keep it a secret because I, became a, I was a fan of this game like for two years before it even got bigger. actually at this status before it got to the status so when I recorded for Painwheel when I first got the call that I was going to record for her I already said to myself don't say anything don't say anything and then when I went in to record they gave me this non-disclosure form and I said you cannot say anything it's like oh crap so I could not say anything I think for about five months I couldn't talk about it so how does that feel like when you can't really talk about any of the projects that you're on uh it hurts because I'm actually under nine of these NDA things for different games and stuff, and it really hurts. But in this, at the same time, I see it as a good surprise. Like, hey, look, it's finally out. I can finally say something. So it's, I don't know, in a way, it's kind of a good and bad thing. Like, the good thing is like it's, it's a surprise, and it's like, hey, I'm in this. You might be playing it right now. I'm in it. And the bad thing is you can't talk about it. Um, mm. There's times where we have to wait for years or so, maybe months or years to even talk about a project we did. So it's, it gets really hard. Okay. So what if um, you're doing a project and they you can't talk about it, you're on the NDA, and they mm-hmm. cut the project? Are you allowed to talk about it afterwards? Um, I think, well, if they cut it and they announce they cut it, I think you can talk about it since... Pretty much the NDA is like destroyed after they've cut the project, so I guess you can talk about it, but we secretly don't want that to happen. But it it does happen. Projects mm. do get cut, but it's one of those things where you just don't want it to happen, and you just hope it doesn't happen. But yeah, that that is kind of a shame. I have mm-hmm. to admit. Um, I have a question in in Skullgirls, like for the the Japanese version of Skullgirls. Do they mm-hmm. use Japanese voice actors, or they stick with you guys? I don't know. Um, they stick with us, but I've always been curious on if they actually got Japanese voice actors, like who would he like who they would get? Like, I would really love to hear a Japanese dub of this game. Um, I can already think of one actress that I think would be perfect for Painwheel, mm. and there's an actress her name is Paku Romi, or mm. Romi Park. Um, she does a lot. Of, she's actually been. She was, um, was the main character from Full Metal Alchemist, and she was in a lot of other stuff. And I, she has, she already has that raspy kind of quality to her. So I thought maybe she'd be a perfect fit to like Painwheel. Okay. So I'd love to hear a Japanese dub. Hopefully one day that can be a possibility. Hmm, that would be awesome. I have to admit. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hmm. Okay. I, I was sorry. I just thought that. This character you're talking about. I'm just searching her up. This voice actor. Oh, oh, Paku Romi. Yeah. She's she's done so much. Um, I forgot the the main character for Full Metal Alchemist. But he's got like oh Edward Elric. That's the character she played in Full Metal Alchemist. And uh, hmm. 
she did way too many things. I can't even count all the things she did, but she'd be perfect, I think. Well, you know, the game is coming out, hopefully, in Japanese arcades, so we don't know. Yeah. So would you like to see this game being released in, like, arcades around the world? You know, so you can go back to those those um, arcade times back in the day. Back in the day. Back I the really day. would. I would love to see this game released in arcades because, I mean, I have an arcade where I live at, but it's almost like it's non-existent because nobody really knows about it. And it's to the point where people like, we want to go buy the DLC of this game. We can just download the game on our PS3 or Xbox. We don't have to go out to the arcades and play games over there. But I don't know. I kind of, I really want to see the arcade scene come back to life and just have more cool games and stuff there. But mm. I'd love to see Skull, Skull Girls in the arcades. That'd be awesome. Would be. Another thing is, do you think they'll ever release a disc based version of Skull Girls? Because it is on the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. So um, it's, it's technically is an arcade game, but do you think we'll ever see, you know, a full disc version? You know, with all the DLCs, with maybe more characters, something like that. Um, I'm not quite sure. I, I actually want to see a disc version myself because I love having, like, physical copies of games just to collect it and I had this whole paranoia thing where it's like if I download something like a game, like this actually just happened to me. I purchased The Walking Dead from Telltale Games on my PS3. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what if my system crashes and I lose that game? Like, I, I get like these weird like panic attacks. No, but you can re-download it again. You can? Yeah. Hmm. The thing is, um, especially with PS3, as soon as you download something for money, or even if it's free, um, if you delete it, you can download it again. As long as oh, it's cool. using the same account. Unless someone like closes your account. So you're going to have to be wary of like cyber hackers, but I doubt that's going to happen. Well, oh, yeah. You know, with PlayStation, <laughs> you can't oh, always yeah. <laughs> be sure about that. That's true. That is very true. Hmm. I think, I don't know, I think I love the, the physical copies. I love looking at the box art. And um, they do stuff like how the Mass Effect games have been doing... The third game, they've actually had like a, a reversible cover, so you can either be male Shep or femme Shep. And I don't know, I love the physical copies because of their box art. So I'd love to see Skullgirls have um like I'd just like to see the Skullgirls make actual an actual physical copy of the game. But here's hoping. <laughs> well, you never know. The game is very popular. Hopefully, they do that because yeah, you know, I don't want to download on my PS3. Yeah. In that sense, you know, if I can have a digital copy and I can have a a disc, I prefer a disc. Exactly. And I think a lot of people think that same way. Like, where is a disc? Like, I've actually seen a lot of people asking, like, the Skullgirls um, team, like, when are we going to see an actual physical copy of this game so I don't have to, like, lug my PS3 around to my friend's house because they don't have Skullgirls in their machine? I mean, I think it would be so much better if it was a physical copy. But... But, I'm hoping. You know, they're, they're, the problem with the physical copy is that they, they're going to need a lot more characters. Because eight characters for, for like, a, a disc-based game is, is a waste of disc. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, or what I'm thinking is they might wait until a possible sequel to make a, a, um, a physical copy. Because I did be hear awesome. some talk about a, se- a possible sequel. So, hopefully, we'll see, like, a disc or something. Was this talk official? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. It was from the source. Okay. 
are you under NDA about that, or or did you just um, say too much because? Well, I didn't. Well, I don't really know much about the sequel and what's really going on, but I did hear talks from some of the developers that they are thinking about because the characters are getting they're getting a lot of characters and they're considering making a a, a sequel um, in the future. Mm. Yeah, that would be quite awesome. I have to admit mm-hmm. that that is an awesome idea. Yeah. Mm. So you've been in other games. Can I talk about that briefly? Yeah, um, I've been in um, a game called Heroes of New Earth, mm-hmm. and I play a like a spider lady in there, and she just spits out like babies and lots of neon colored webs at people. It's really cool. I think there's like video on YouTube, and it's like it's really interesting. <laughs> um, Karma and League of Legends. Uh, I play one of the soldiers in a game called Planet Side Two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a game called Dragon Nest. It's kind of picking up here in the states. Uh, it's like a Korean MMO, and it's like a little kid I play in there. Uh, and there's other games that I can't remember, and there's stuff that I really want to talk about. Okay. Okay. You said you're in League of Legends. Of course, I'm not really gonna talk about that um, mm-hmm. because I'm not a big fan of League of Legends. Do you play League of Legends? I do. Um, Recently, I had a hard I had a hard drive crash, so my game was completely gone. I had to get a new hard drive, and I have to re-download the game all over again. But when I do play, I do play. I don't play as much as I do with Skullgirls. Like Skullgirls is actually, I find that game to be more. Um, I find more of a connection with that game because I grew up with playing mostly fighting games. So I'll play that a lot more than League of Legends. Like League of Legends, I'll play that maybe once or twice every few weeks or so but hmm. I don't really play that game as much so why do you think the Skullgirls developers decided to make this game a 2D fighting game as opposed to a 3D fighting game um honestly I really have no idea but I'm actually thinking that maybe they wanted to keep the nostalgia like they probably wanted to bring back the nostalgia and bring back the whole 2D fighting game Mm. Um, thing because personally I think I, I really love 2D fighting games I love 3D fighting games too but something about 2D fighting games like Darkstalkers and Street Fighter and I don't know it, it, it holds like I have a huge connection to that so when I found out this game even before I was casting it they were going to use they're going to make it 2D I, I fell in love with the game already so I'm hoping maybe like people more people will t- like get a trend get that you know see that trend and actually get more 2D fighter games out there or create more 2D fighter games. Because I've heard people say a lot of things, you know, regarding Skullgirls and comparing it to other 2D fighters. People have been saying mm-hmm. it's it's better than Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and and other things like that. And Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is a massive game. Yeah, it really is. I yeah. have that game too. <laughs> wow. Um, that's, I hear that a lot. I'm like, really guys? You don't like... Uh, you don't like Deadpool? You guys don't like X twenty three? Like, no, it's all about Skullgirls. I'm like, that's pretty, that's pretty deep, guys. <laughs> no, it, it, it's quite good for you know for the developers. They could just yeah, you know, in the end they could just say to Capcom, oh, we made a better game than you guys. Mhm. Of course, I don't think they'll do that because they don't want to get into trouble with other companies. But yeah, they could always do that if they need to. Mhm. I've also heard a lot of people saying you guys should. They should partner, or Lab Zero Games should partner with Capcom so they can make a crossover game like Skullgirls x Street Fighter or Skullgirls x Darkstalkers. I've heard oh a lot my. of talk about oh, that. I, I would not like that. 
<laughs> that would be weird. It, it would be it very kind of you know yeah, Ryu versus kinda, Oh yeah, and then right. it would seem kind of corporate in my opinion. Like it might seem like oh well. You know, all the fan feedback, it might be all restricted because it's under Capcom now. And I don't know, I, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> probably not, you know, because, as you said, it's, it would be very corporate. Especially because yeah. these companies are, these big companies are out there to make money. Mm-hmm. Of course, you would see a lot of characters in that. Yeah. But it would lose its soul. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would be fun. Yeah. Just look at the I- other games. Those yeah. crossover games—they're not—they're not as fun as you know. Street and they don't Fighter have the heart. Like, there's no heart in those games. Like, yeah. It just feels like they just put them out just to get money. And Skullgirls—they put it out, and there's a love connection behind that project with the the, the developers and you know the the fans. And I've never—I actually have—I've never seen something like like that. I've never seen anything like that before. The fans—they they love it so much, and they will—they will—they're willing to give give up their bank accounts for this game and. And the, the the developers they're willing to put in all the, like the, the extra hours just to make the fans happy with the amazing product. So it's this this is something new. I've never seen this, and I still kind of tear up a little bit just because of the community. It's they're so like ah, I can't. I have no words. The community is amazing. Hmm. I have to admit the community is amazing, but I have seen better communities. I'm just saying this. Yeah. Put that out there. Um, yeah. You know, like Tecmo Koei, they have their TK family, and I have to admit, um, that's one of the best communities out there. That's just number one. But um, I'm not, I'm not really trying to put down the Skullgirls community. It is an amazing community, and hopefully, I can be a part of that one day. Yeah. You know, obviously, getting to play um, Skullgirls soon. I've played a demo, seen a lot of gameplay. I played it a couple of times, even the the, the full retail version. Hopefully, I'll just buy it tomorrow. If, if everything goes well. Awesome. And try that. Um, do you play the game with a controller or do you, you go with a fighting stick? Um, I usually play with a controller, but I'm trying to learn with a fight stick. Because I heard that it's a lot better when you play video games with a fight stick than the controller. Okay, so have you ever had like kind of tournaments, you know, like private tournaments? Like, you know, at your house, chilling with friends, like, hey, let's play Skullgirls. Um, yeah, actually, I had a whole bunch of those with uh, KG. Um, oh. He plays with fight sticks, so it's like, you gotta choose to play with a fight stick or controller, so I'd always try to go for the, the fight stick, and I would suck terribly. <laughs> but with the controller, I feel like, I know the, I know the moves a lot more with the controller, even though I, it's, it's kind of button mash, um, it's like a button mash technique with, uh, <laughs> technique, with, um, with, with me actually knowing some of the supers. But when I try to do the supers on the joystick, it's like I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm trying to really learn with the, mm. the stick. So is, do you and KG only play that game, or are there other fighting games that you and KG play? Uh, cough, Cough, Dead or Alive 5, Cough. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played that game with KG, Dead or Alive. Um, I play at a friend's house, and I'm actually considering getting that now, buying the fifth game. Mm. You know, it it is actually free on the um, on the PlayStation Network if you have a PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I've saw, oh. I've seen that. Yeah, and you I'm know, really Katie's in that it. game. So, oh yeah, and it's a fun game. It's, it is, it's an amazing it is game. Play, it is an amazing game. I have to say, because Tecmo Koei did put a lot of effort into that game, and they did, you know, listen to the fans, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're releasing a new one that are like awesome. five ultimate. I'm not sure if Katie's in that game. I don't think you can talk about it. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there is English voices, so... We don't know. Maybe he's yeah. in... Yeah. But, you know, Tecmo Koei tend to reuse voices a lot. So... I'm not sure if KG's gonna have much voice acting. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if... What would happen if there was a Skullgirls 2 and they, they're like, Yeah, we don't need you, we're just gonna reuse voices. Oh, that's gonna be like... That's gonna remind me of the whole, like, Metal Gear fiasco with what happened with David Hayter and Keith mm. Southern. That would make me really sad because it's like... You, you grow to love this character when you're recording for them, and when you're done recording for them, you, you kind of hope you, you can actually go back and record for them again. But if it gets to the point, and I really hope it doesn't get there, where they want to recast like the whole the whole cast of Skullgirls, I would be so sad because you're not only getting rid of the original voice actors that you know the fans have actually connected to, but it's like it's a, it feels like a totally new game in a way. You're playing with like the same characters, but it's like there's something different about them. So I honestly, I'd feel very heartbroken, just because I kind of grew to love this character, like really love her. Hmm. So if I say the words "Skullgirls" to you, what what's the first things that come to your mind? Boobs. <laughs> really? <laughs> the first thing, like yeah, because there's a lot of them in the game. There's so many. <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing. Like that's what I think of as boobs, and also I think of well, fun. The game's a lot of fun. So boobs and fun. Yes. Boobs sounds and a, fun. sounds a lot like Dead or Alive Five. It does. <laughs> but you know, you know, I didn't really notice that in this game. Yeah. With Skullgirls, what I noticed was first thing that came to my mind was Chicago. I don't really? know why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I haven't been to Chicago, but it just reminds me of Chicago. Well, there you is know, one of the stages of the- they. Yeah, there's one of the stages in the game, they kind of have the Chicago feel. It's like mm. a downtown kind of city stage, and it's like, hey, this feels like Chicago. So I can see where you're going there with mm. that. And, and it kind of seems like, you know, there's old films in the cinemas that they used to show, you know. You know what I'm talking about, the black and white kind of films. Yeah. Like those Mickey Mouse films as well. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like that. Like you said, it's nostalgic. Exactly. In more than one way. It's, it's not necessarily nostalgic just to video games. It's nostalgic to everything. Mhm. I have to admit, and even the the character design for for every character, I have to admit, it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and they're all so different. And it's, I love it. Mm. So, out of all the characters, who's who do you think has the best character design? Oh, that's a hard one. Because honestly, I I think they all have pretty interesting and beautiful character designs. But I think if I pick if I had to pick one, it might have to be um. Gosh, that's hard, really. That's really hard. Mm. Um, there is one character coming out. Um, she, um, her name's Eliza. She's kind of, she has kind of like this Cleopatra thing going on, okay. and she's got a microphone, and she can actually use like blood to destroy people. That, I, that doesn't I, sound I, right. No, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. But I think her character design looks pretty cool, and she's got really cool bodyguards. It's like a bird guy and a dog guy. <laughs> You're like those Egyptian gods kind of thing. Yeah. That is but honestly, yeah. Um, but honestly, I really can't think of one character that has... I can't really think of one character. Because they're all beautiful in their own way. Aww. They're all really precious. Uh, the way you said they're all really beautiful in their own way, it just... Um, 
you know, to me, I'm I'm kind of disagreeing with that. I do like yeah. all the characters' design, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say beautiful. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, I guess I guess it's because I kind of because I used to do a lot of character design, like drawing like drawing stuff and just seeing the amount of work that the team put put in with like just drawing every every cell of each character, all the cells for the moves and everything. Mm. I don't know, I kind of see it in an animation perspective, and that's why I'm saying it's beautiful, just because I'm kind of used to drawing traditionally, and oh. seeing a company that actually hand-drew, like, the whole thing, the, the the character moves and the characters and everything, I, I find every character beautiful. Say what? So it's, it's pretty deep. <laughs> they, they drew Yeah, they hand-drew hand everything by hand. Oh, no. No, they drew everything by hand, and it's Whoa, it's, it's really amazing. That is actually legit. Yeah. My respect for Skullgirls have, has gone up even more. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you can go up any further than the top, but you know, you can. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Um, you know, there's some characters that kind of freak me out. Like, yeah. their looks. Like, Double is one of them. Double? Oh, she'll always freak me out because I went to, um, I used to go to a, a Christian school when I was younger, and I really regretted going. Mm. There's this for some reason I don't know why this was and why this was a thing, but there was a nun that used to come to my school like once a week, mm. and she kind of looked her her outfit kind of reminded me of doubles, just because it was the whole like the nun get up and I'm like so whenever I see double I think of that nun I'm like I'm afraid of you because she was also kind of mean too so I'm like I don't like you. <laughs> and it's the other thing that's like with her is is oh. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the fact that it's the nun that that scares me. It's the other thing. I don't know what that is. It's just weird. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. I don't even know what that is either. And I play the game a lot, and I still can't figure out what that thing is. It is very weird. Mm-hmm. And the, the other character with like the two arms. Oh yeah, Sarabella. Yeah, that's quite awesome. I have to admit. Imagine that in a fight. In real life. I know. <laughs> but you know, it's it's kind of scary in in other ways. Yeah, I think so too. But well, like I guess if you know how to knock the hat off of the character, then I guess you're okay. <laughs> yeah, but imagine having that in real life, like two arms oh, stuck gosh. to your head. Oh, uh, I'd actually run away if I saw something like that. I'd run away. Because mm, very the, like, far, far away. Because the thing is, when I actually saw them, that character. I didn't actually notice that those were arms. I thought that was hair, and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and especially with the uh, color palettes DLCs that they're doing, especially for her, mm-hmm. I think she had a Hatsune Miku-styled uh, color palette. Yeah, that's I think awesome. she does. Mm-hmm. I love the color palettes, too, because uh, some of the characters, like, um, some of the characters actually have a Madoka Magica color mm-hmm. palette, too, and um, did her live palette for Valentine, and uh, it's really cool. I love the palettes, too. Palettes are quite amazing. I'm not gonna lie, but the thing is, when they're doing that, don't they have to ask permission, you know, from those those people that made those other games? Um, I'm not too sure how that how that works. Um, I'm I'm hoping that they ask permission because that would not be cool if they didn't. I'm not sure how that how that how they actually go about doing that. Because a lot of these, you know, color palettes were were taken from games, you know that. Are very popular in Japan. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Like, you know, there's Naruto, there's, well, that's an anime. Um, you know, like you said, there was Dead or Alive, there was the Hatsune Miku one. You know, she's very big in Japan, and, and just to include some sort of reference to Hatsune Miku, 
it's pretty big. Oh say. yeah, that's huge. And it shows the diversity of that of that company that did that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the respect for Skullgirls is going even higher now. <laughs> so, any other games that you like? Um, I really like. There's this one game I just did come out, The Last of Us. I love that game. Oh my god, that's an amazing game. I know. I I really feel that that feels more like a movie than a mm. game. Like it, does. It, it, it. It's so beautiful, but it. To me, it feels like a, like I'm watching a movie. Even while I'm playing, it feels like I'm watching a movie. So, I told a friend of mine, they were saying, "How do you like the video game?" I'm like, "It's not a video game. This is an experience. This is like a movie experience. This is not a game. I mean, you have a controller in your hand, but you're really—it's almost like you're watching a movie, and you're pretty much bringing it to life in a way. So, I call it like an experience. Um, there's other games too that I like, but there's too many to count. <laughs> I'm looking at my game shelf right now, and there's just way too many games. <laughs> and are they all for the PlayStation, or are there other consoles that you play on? Um, yeah, they're all for PlayStation, from one to three. Wow. So I'm guessing you still have the PlayStation Two and the PlayStation One. I do. Um, I actually I used to have three play- PlayStation Ones, and I sold two of them. Kept... Why would you? Yeah, have, I... Why would you have three PlayStation Ones? Well, because I lived with, um, I used to, well, I lived with, like, three other siblings, so there were times where we didn't want to take turns with um, playing on a, on one system, so we thought, let's just go and get two more systems, and use them on different TVs and just play games simultaneously. Whoa, how many TVs did you guys have? This is just crazy. <laughs> well, we did have three, and oh, okay. then we kind of downsized and got rid of one of them, and, uh, yeah, that was interesting times back in those days. So I'm guessing you had like three PS2s as well. Um, we had two PS2s. We I actually waited until there was a sale on a PS2 and I got another one. Um, but now I just have one PS3. Thank God. I know. That has to be crazy. Just watch. Give it some time. Be like three PS4s now. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're you're gonna stick with PlayStation. Yeah, um, I also want to try out the Xbox. Um, I played the Xbox 360 a few times, and, and I love it. And I want to try and get one soon. Well, you, you should, because they're doing like price drops now. And awesome. they, they have actually released a new Xbox 360. The really small one. But Is it like a Slim? Like an Xbox Slim? Oh, they had an Xbox Slim. Well, I have that upstairs, but um, they have, they've released another Slim, which looks cheap. <laughs> and tacky. It's just like... Because I, I thought the PlayStation 3 Super Slim was was cheap and tacky. It is yeah. kind of cheap, but it's, it's very sleek. It's very nice design. Yeah. Although it, it is kind of, it feels kind of cheap when you're changing the disc because it doesn't have that. That's kind so of... true. That is so true. Because I actually have a Slim. I have a PS3 Slim, and mm. looking at it right now, and it does look cheap. <laughs> Which one is it? Is it the one with the slot loading mechanism or the the one with the <laughs> with that rubbish disc tray? Um, it's like the slot, the slot, um, version. Oh. I didn't see the disc tray one, but... It's not, it's, it's not really a disc tray, it's just like a slider. That you just oh. put the disc in and slide over it. That's, that's the oh, wait, no, no, that's the one, yeah, I have that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. It, I'm looking at it right now, and it's just like, ugh. <laughs> you, you just look so... And, and the sound it makes when you're just oh. changing the game. I, I would just record it right now. I know this is a bit... <laughs> oh, you're gonna record it, <laughs> 
Oh my god. That just... That doesn't sound right. Doesn't I know, sound it doesn't. Playable. It's just... Because it's like, every time you play a game, it's like, oh, I'm gonna play a new game. Oh, that disc, that little disc tray. No. <laughs> but I have to say, it doesn't really overheat as much, and you know, it's it's very good ventilation, I have to admit. Uh-huh. And it's quite small. Because, you know, the first PS3 was massive, and, you know, even the next one after that was still quite big. This is yeah. quite small. It's, mm -hmm. you know... And it's a very nice design. Yeah. But it, it just looks so cheap. I can't... I <laughs> From far away, it looks nice. But then when you go closer to it, it's just like, oh, I can't believe that I have one of these. Yeah. I should have got, <laughs> got the other one. But, yeah. you know, Sony are doing their best, you know, with that. I, I mm -hmm. You know, they have to cut corners somewhere. Yeah. They get it with that. Yeah, it's like, they're trying. <laughs> Hopefully with the PS4, it's a bit less cheap looking. Oh yeah, um, the, the the PS4 to me, I mean, to me it looks like a VCR, just because it's so big and everything. It looks like a big VCR. It's like, wow, it's going back to 1985 now. Really? VCRs. Yeah, it kind of looks like a VCR. <laughs> it's I, like, what is this? That doesn't... No. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm kind of confused because I always thought it was the Xbox One that looked like the VCR. Yeah. In my opinion, the, the PS4 looks quite nice. It's very sleek. It's kind of got that cut edges. It's like a parallelogram. Mm -hmm. Well, I think maybe to me it's like the shape of it, maybe. That awesome. kind of reminds me of VCR, but it has that nice sleek look. Mm. I think it's just the, the shape or the and size it, and of it. The thing is, this is quite small. Like, put it next to one of those super slims, it's pretty much the same size. Mm hmm. But I'm hoping, you know, that the PS4 comes in like different colors because there's people that. Put it into Photoshop and make it look gold and red and blue and purple. Like yeah. I would love to get a purple PS4. That would be awesome if they had like a you know, you can get them in different colors. Mm. And and Sony are well known for doing that because you know they had like silver PS3, I think a gold one, and mm -hmm. you know red, blue. They didn't do green though, which is a bit disappointing. But... I know I love that's actually my favorite color. Really? Green? Yeah, I love oh, green. I actually love green color. and purple. So I'm like, guys, one day make a... You can do it for PS4. Just make a green, green one. Oh, That'd be yeah. cool. Exactly. Someone that agrees with me, because not many people like green. What? I love green. Well, that's not cool. I love green. Yeah. Green's an awesome color. It is. If only they could, like, make... Oh, okay. Uh, like, green controllers. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. You know, Shake if they can't it. make a green console, they can make green controllers. It would look a bit odd, though. Green controllers. Yeah. <laughs> Without a green console. <laughs> color ma or color mismatch mix matching. Mm. Like there's some people that have like these controllers that have crazy stuff on it, like mm -hmm. see-through ones, and that, that would be weird. I, I wouldn't like that. I know. I don't want to see, see the... what's inside yeah. the console. You know, <laughs> I don't want to see its business. <laughs> exactly, because you don't know what's going on in there. They could be like little yeah. elves con controlling the console <laughs> or something. I always thought there were bugs, but I like elves better. <laughs> That'd be cool. But at the same time, if there was elves in there, I really do feel sorry for them. I know. Because they'll get so hot all the time. They'll probably melt, probably burn yeah. on fire, you know. It's it's not a good life to be an elf. I know. I'm Yeah, no see-through no see consoles, guys, because we don't want to see what's going on. We don't want to see their, your business, what's going on in the system. Yeah. It, it's better as a mystery, I say. It's better just not seeing anything <laughs> but you know people do open up these consoles and see how it works 
Mm-hmm. I've actually seen videos on YouTube, they actually do that. Mm. <laughs> and there's people that have taken the console and put it inside a PC. Yeah. So they can have their PCs playing PS3 games. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, that, that is quite genius. It is. Like, I really have a lot of respect for those kind of people. Although, they're not supposed to be doing that, because, you know, they're voiding warranty, but... Yeah. Like, I've seen people that are doing that, and then they sell it for $300. Wow. Of course, they they, they put in, like, a PS3, an Xbox 360, and an, and an amazing PC, but, you know, you can, you can buy an amazing PC for, like, a couple hundred um, dollars, and then you can buy an, an Xbox and a PS3 with that. Exactly. You know, much cheaper. <laughs> People don't understand, but there you go. Yep. Another thing regarding the PS4 is like, they're going a lot. They're doing quite a lot to make this console better than the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And, and as we saw at E3, it was a lot of people like, yeah, I'm going to buy PS4. And then Xbox recently announced and said, yeah, everything that we said at E3... That doesn't matter anymore. We're just making the console like the way you want it. I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. They're only doing that just for like some sort of corporate kind of thing. You know, maybe they thought they were losing too many sales or even before the console was even released. You know, they yeah. didn't want to lose against Sony. Uh-huh. I, that's exactly what I saw too. It's like, well, they, they won, but we got to take the upper hand. Let's do this now. And, you know, I, I like the changes, but it, you can totally tell that that's what they're aiming for. Mm. And it's a shame because I don't really like it when um, companies de- like take advantage of their customers. I'm not saying Xbox is doing that. I'm just saying that you know it. It seems like they're doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And they've done it before. I'm not. I'm just gonna say it plain and simple. They've done it before. Um, of course, even Sony has done that before, but not as much. Yeah. I mean. I, I actually don't like when, com- when companies do that, where they just want to follow the in crowd instead of do something that's completely unique or mm. do something their their way. I don't like when they try and change it just to fit, um, you know, the whole, hey, let's go be this company or let's go and mimic this, this console now. It's I don't like that. Just stick with your idea, you know? Mm. Just another, make it unique. Another thing I didn't like was this the whole console wars. It's yeah. Just, it's a really stupid idea and it, you know... We all know that, yeah, there is going to be other consoles and, and people will be playing other consoles. But mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been a big deal if if the actual uh, manufacturers of these consoles or the people behind the consoles, they're the ones that created this console war. And I don't think mm-hmm. it should continue with the next-gen consoles. I think it would be should it should be like more friendly, be like, hey, hey, we make a console, you make a console, that's fine. Yeah. I don't think we should compete against each other. Because that's what Nintendo are doing. Nintendo are like, hey... I don't care. I'm just going to make my own console and we'll see how it goes with that. And then they're doing quite a good job. Yeah, and I think that's a good idea. I mean, I don't really see the the reason why there's like all this hate between console and console. It's like, why can't you all just love each other and say, hey, we make consoles and people exactly. can buy whatever console they want. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, especially with this next generation, the two consoles are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. It's like That's the, true. the insides and everything inside it, and it's pretty much a PC in disguise. Yep. And I'm like, wow. People are actually arguing, saying, oh yeah, Xbox is more powerful, or 
or controller for the PS4 is more amazing. It's the same kind of thing. Yes, it's there the are same subtle, thing. There are subtle differences here and there, but yeah. if you strip it apart, it's pretty much the same thing. Exactly. And that's that's something I don't understand. People don't actually tend to realize that they are the same thing. I know. <laughs> but they are, technically. Yeah. And of course, there's, there's going to be people viewing this podcast and like, hey, they're not the same thing. <laughs> but it's going to be so much I salt. You, yeah. I, I don't really care. I'm just saying my opinion. They are mm-hmm. the same thing at the end of the day. But, you know. Moving on, because the more we talk about this, the more hate this is going to generate. <laughs> so, um, moving on. What kind of... Um, oh, What games are you looking forward to the most for the next generation? Um, I'm looking forward to Killer Instinct 3. Because mm-hmm. I was a Killer Instinct fan ever since the, the mid-90s. And just when I found out that you know Xbox One or I guess now Xbox 180 they wanted to pretty much introduce Killer Instinct 3 I pretty much said yes that game I will buy an Xbox 180 for that game maybe <laughs> I like um, how you said maybe yeah maybe <laughs> hmm. well because I want to wait until the price drops so I think Those it's things, to be like 600 they will, they will never drop they're never going to drop <laughs> I don't think so uh, maybe after a couple of years but Maybe. That's still. like way too long though. It's like, no. But that's why I said maybe. <laughs> um, there's so many games. Most of them are like Sony stuff though, but I think uh, for, for Xbox, it might have to be Killer Instinct. Mm-hmm. Something I don't understand is you said it's called um, Microsoft Xbox 180. What is that? I don't really know. Um, well, I found out, I read an article um, that actually said it was like Xbox One now, now wants to be called Xbox 180 because I guess they said they wanted to make it like, we made, an, we made a 180 and we're trying to be like PlayStation. So now you want to call it Xbox 180. And I'm like, why can't you just keep yourselves like as Xbox One? Why call it Xbox 180? I, I don't even think the name Xbox One suits it. Yeah. I, I think they should have just called it. Xbox Next. That would have been a nice name. That w- Hey, that would have had a... Yeah, I agree. It's simple, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the next gen of consoles, and it's an Xbox. Duh. Exactly. But, you know, of course, um, the guys at Microsoft do know best. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was sarcasm. If, if you guys didn't really get <laughs> no. it. No. Yeah, no, I got that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping that people from Microsoft aren't really listening, because... Like what is this? Yeah, they're, they're they're probably just gonna assassinate me or something. <laughs> and that would not be good. Yeah, that, of of course. Um, although Microsoft are a a reputable company, I'm not gonna lie about that. It's just I'm I'm a Sony fanboy at heart. <laughs> I can't really, you know. I the thing is, I did actually get an Xbox 360 before I got a PS3. I got a PS3 just for Christmas this year. Well, 2012. But there you go. I haven't even had it for a year. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's because I really do love Sony. And, and the thing is, I'm more inclined to stick with Sony for the next generation of consoles. Um, mainly because the games. And, and um, I'm a big fan of uh, Tecmo Koei and the games they make. So, and they tend to, recently they tend to making like games that are PlayStation exclusive. Mainly because yeah. the Xbox isn't popular in Japan. Um, 
So I don't want to risk not being able to play the games I love. So that's why yeah. I'm, I'm Team PS4. Woo! Yay! High five through the internet. I'm Team PS4 too. <laughs> I'm trying to high five the microphone, but I don't want to break it. No, I did like an air high five, but that's not really. Yeah, no, no, we, we, we can't. <laughs> I'm I'm high fiving the screen. Does that well, count? We can. That counts too. Oh. Or what I was thinking is we can do it telepathically. Yeah, but then people won't. Oh, yeah. Well, but I, I don't have that power. That's the thing. Oh. I, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's only voice actors. I don't know. I I took mine from an X Men, so it's totally cool. Uh, <laughs> like Charles Xavier. Yes. So do you think all voice actors have like superpowers? I feel like most voice actors have superpowers. Um, I don't know. It just honestly, I think a lot of the voice actors, I think their superpowers are, you know, just doing voices, doing different types of voices that you you really want to do and. I don't know. I, I, I honestly thought, even before I became a voice actor, they have superpowers. That's their voice. That's their superpower. Mm. And I still think that way. <laughs> so do you think you'd be as big as certain voice actors out there in a couple of years' time? or? Um, I, I'd, I'd hope so. I mean, actually, when I, when I think of when I do voice acting, I don't really think about how big... I might be in the next few years. I just, I just hope I continue to do it. I, I'd love to continue to do this like five, six, maybe longer years time down the road. I just would love to continue to do this. Mm. But um, I think um, I've noticed a lot of voice actors. It's like they don't really see the fame, like playing a huge part in their career. They see like all they see is like, when's my next job? What else am I going to work on? And will I be able to continue to work like for years and years? Like or forever. Um, I think that's pretty much what we think of. Is like, will we still be able to work like years down the road? Mm. Because it is a very competitive job. It is. Mm. Now you said that, I kind of just have this image in my mind of like voice actors not getting being able to get a job mm -hmm. in voice acting, and then they have to do something else, and that's just painful to to just imagine oh, yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Or like there's times where you know you have a slow week or a slow month, mm. and it's like you don't know what you're gonna do. It's that happens a lot. Oh, so they don't. So voice actors don't tend to have like other jobs, or, um, or are they just doing the, it full time. Well, um, most of the voice actors that I've come across, they have um, they have they have part time jobs. Some of them works as like waitresses or just working at like a, a, a retail store, but they have another job to sustain them. And then, of course, voice acting. So it's like they okay. have two different identities. Okay. For some reason, all I can imagine is Keiji. Keiji? <laughs> yeah, dressed as a Japanese maid. Oh, hey. I don't know I... why. You know you know that the maids in the animes. Yeah. I could just imagine that. Like, I don't know. It's it's not necessarily him doing a job. I just It just popped up into my mind. Keiji <laughs> in a maid costume. That'd be really funny to see. Know. I'd like to see that. Hopefully they, they do that like um, Tecmo Koei because he's in a lot of Tecmo Koei games. Hopefully they they listen to this and like, okay, in our next game we gotta do this. Yeah, you know, this could be like... So yeah, um, that brings me on to another thing. If you, um, you know, if you could do any sort of event for charity, what would it be in, and what charity would it be for? Because... Of course, the the Get Life podcast is raising money for special effects. So, speaking of charities, 
Awesome. Um, what would I do, um, mm-hmm. charity wise? Um, gee, um, I don't know. I mean, I love doing charity events just because I love giving back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what exactly I would do. I would want to do for a charity. Um, gosh, what would I do? That's actually a good question. I honestly don't even know. I don't know. Just like do voices, maybe. Do just voices like, for charity. Yeah, do voices for charity. <laughs> mm. Do you think that um, that the team working on Scargirls would kind of do that kind of thing, like a voice pack DLC, especially like all the money that's earned goes to charity? Or... I can see them doing that definitely. That would be an amazing idea. I have to say, I, I would love yeah. to buy. DLC that kind of in that kind of makes me donate money to charity, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's an added bonus, you know. You're getting DLC and you're donating to charity, so you're doing a good thing. Mhm. Yeah, I can see them doing something like that. Because other games have done that in in the past, you know, Minecraft on Xbox, um, they've done these kind of skin packs that when you buy them, a certain amount of money goes to charity. Mhm. Just ask them. And obviously they can afford to do that because they are such a big... It's, it's a big game, of yeah. course. And, um, yeah. But it, it would be awesome to see like games like Skullgirls doing this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I can see that as a possibility. I'd like to see that mm. hopefully one day happen in the future. Because well, what they're doing with Skullgirls is very revolutionary. Because I haven't seen other game developers do this with their games you know i haven't i've never seen voice pack dlcs ever i know so, me neither like there's you know what there's actually a game that oh i'm sorry no. did i interrupt you no no oh okay there's this game um it's like a japanese game they have an indiegogo and it's called yata i, I, I'm, I can't say it. it's like yata gasarasu mm-hmm. attack on cataclysm and I think one of the people who is working on this game used to work on King of Fighters. Okay. Um, so they're doing voice packs for their game, I've noticed. I was looking at their, um, their uh, Indiegogo just this morning, and I noticed that they were doing voice packs for their Japanese voice actors. And I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Reminds me of Skullgirls all over again. It's awesome. Do you think they took that, that idea from the Skullgirls team? It could be a possibility. Because um, I've never really noticed any other games doing that, just making voice packs. Mm. But it's it's a possibility. Because I I don't know how that works. Like with a voice pack DLC, is it like you have to change it in the options, or how would that um, work? That's something I I don't really understand. Like, will it replace the current voices, or? Um, I heard from somebody in the team that it won't replace the, the voices, but they're trying to find a way to incorporate the DLC voice so you can switch it on and off from the current voice to mm-hmm. the DLC voice, but I'm not sure how they're going to do that. But they were saying something about that. You can switch voices, but I'm not sure how you can actually switch them. Mm, because um, it might, There might be an option, maybe. Because a, a perfect idea would be like within the in-game options, the kind of mess around with the voices yeah that'd be a good idea because especially with um because you know sometimes you you really want to be serious when you're playing mm-hmm. a game and you don't want to hear like um you know salty parasol for instance i know 
Yes. Like, you know, if you're playing and, you're, and your mum's in the same room, and you just hear yeah. Parasol cussing, it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you see what I mean? It's, yeah. It would be very awkward, awkward in, in certain situations. Like, sometimes I get my, my family to play video games with me, so, you know, <laughs> it would be very awkward um, if you <laughs> oh, couldn't yeah. change the voices at any given time. Yeah, they should just put it in, like, the, the little main menu thing while you're mm. playing and just have you switch it. That That'd be a really good idea. So if you could do any other, like, voice packs for Painwheel, what, what would you do? What ideas would you come up with if they said, yeah, we need another comedy kind of voice pack? Um, I don't know. I was thinking of, like, doing, like, a Wednesday Adams voice pack like from the Adams family mm-hmm. so how would that go gosh um I don't know because I kind of see Wednesday Adams like Raven from Teen Titans they both have this weird kind of dark this dark humor about them as far as lines or anything I'm not sure how that would go but I think that'd be a pretty interesting mix in the DLC hmm. world okay I-, I was thinking you would do something you know, as crazy as the the valley, the valley wheel thing. Oh yeah, I I mean I actually have to thank my friend for that idea because I wouldn't have come up with that like on my own. And like I could see you as a valley girl, do a valley girl voice, and yeah. After <laughs> me, that just I can't wait until that DLC comes out. I can't wait to work on that. It should be a lot of fun. J- just to hear that, that just tell blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're going to keep the character the same. Yeah. You see what I mean? <laughs> Although I, I think it would be a great idea if they produced costumes that kind of fit the new character voices. Yeah. Um, well, Painwheel already has like this Barbie kind of palette. Mm. She has a palette where she has blonde hair and like like pink clothes. And I'm like, I was talking to Alex and he was saying, hey, that could be the Barbie palette. That'd be perfect for Valley Wheel. <laughs> oh. That'd be kind of interesting. Be very interesting. <laughs> oh, just just the valley wheel idea. It's just it's mind-boggling. It's just wow. <laughs> I, I still can't imagine it. Although you know, I'm just gonna have to imagine it until it's released. Yeah. <laughs> so how long does it take from um, recording to to getting it released? Do you see? Do you see what I mean? Um. Oh, the process? Like, how long we have to wait, or how long... <laughs> yeah, how long you have to wait. Um, well, when I recorded for Pain Will, I had to wait about... It was like, what, three, four, maybe like almost five months until it was... Well, no, it wasn't that long, because really the last part of the of most games is the voice. So I didn't have to wait that long. Maybe almost like two, three months. Okay, but that's still quite a long time. It is. You know, because... um. I don't know. It's just a very, very long time. Because <laughs> did they announce the game before the, all the voice acting, or, or what was yeah, it? Yeah, they actually. Well, the game was actually um, being talked about and showcased about two years prior, um, and I kind of found out about it through a friend. Um, this is when they only had two characters at the time. There's a girl with the arms, Sarabella, and the girl with the weird parasite hair. Yeah. They had both of them out, and um, then I started following them, and the sets that they used for some of the beta stages were completely different than what they are now. 
Um, but yeah, it was pretty much kind of announced like two years prior. Okay. Because normally with, with games like that, like especially with Dynasty Warriors, they didn't actually announce that Dynasty Warriors was coming overseas until they've actually done all the voice acting for it. Yeah. So it's quite weird that they would announce a game early on without kind of um, finishing off the voice acting. Because the problem is that with announcing a game so early, it could get cut at any moment. Exactly. Like, look at Final Fantasy Versus. Like, we've been waiting how long for that game to be released? I know. <laughs> and it's like, wait, well, here it is. It's Final Fantasy. I, I think. I think they should have just, just not even announced it until they know, got just, everything ready. So just they, leave they it just a mystery and on. have us. Yeah, just like have us wonder, will there be another Final Fantasy instead of tease us and then make it seem like it's gonna get cut? Because mm, or... that's what I do with the podcast. You know, I don't yeah. tell people. That yeah, we got we got KG on or, or whatever in case there's you know there's some sort of emergency and mm-hmm. people can't make it or whatever. See what I mean? Because I don't want to give yeah. people false hope. Yeah, I think you know, this is actually a good way to do it. This is surprise people. It's like an NDA, yay! <laughs> exactly. Well, it's but this a fun, is cooler. It's this a fun is cooler. NDA. Yeah. Hmm. Well, any last words? Um, yeah, I have um, a few last words um, to all the fans who followed me for the past three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for your support. It means a lot. Um, I hope to continue doing more voice acting in the future. Yeah, hopefully we see you in more games. Oh, you will. Definitely will see me in a lot, of more, a lot more games. I like how you just say that, very confident. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah, don't worry no, about no, that. No, no, seriously, I want to talk about them, but you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> You'll hear more. Hopefully, when you're allowed to talk about them, you'll tell yes. us. Definitely, I, I will. Have no will doubt do. about that. Uh, and for some reason, I think you'd be perfect in a Dynasty Warriors game. But that's just my opinion. I'd love to be in a Dynasty Warriors game. That's like one of my dreams. Okay. I want to be in a Dynasty Warriors game. Hopefully, you know, they keep on making those games. So, you never know. Because they usually have a lot of characters in those games, they too. Have, so in Dynasty Warriors 8, they have over 70 playable characters. Wow! In one game, and I think in in Warriors Orochi, which was the game that they kind of got all these Tecmo Code games and kind of mashed them up together, that had over 120 playable characters. Wow! So that's the thing. Now that's that's what I'm worried about because Tecmo Code, especially when when they have like a lot of characters they ha- they need voicing for, is it, it's very expensive. And, and considering mm-hmm. that the game isn't really popular in overseas as it is in Japan it may seem like a, a waste of money for them so that's mm. the problem if you I'm saying this to the fans if you guys want to see English voices in the other Tecmo Koei games and other releases then you gotta ha- you, ha- you have to ask for it you need to make that known because if you don't tell the developer then the developer won't know and the developer is just gonna assume things mm-hmm. and in most cases the developer actually listens like mm, if, if you're if you're it was like a whole lot of you that are saying, we want English voices in certain games. They listen to that. Yeah. So, I agree. And that's the thing. Developers love interaction with the fans. Well, most developers do. They, mm-hmm. they Especially Tecmo Koei. That's the thing. They, they really do love to interact with the fans and to see their opinions on the game. Because at the end of the day, the game is for you guys. Not for them, you know? Yeah. Well. Anyway... So, it was an honor having you on, Danielle. 
Thank you for having me on. I had so much fun. Anytime you want to come on, just please inform Now we me. have to... Oh, definitely. Now we have to put Katie in a dress. <laughs> in a maid outfit. In a maid outfit, yeah. For charity, of course. Yes. Um, one day. Hopefully we can, we can kind of arrange that, like a podcast charity event. Yes. That, that's... <laughs> If you guys want to see that, if you guys want to see KG in a dress, I'm. Oh my god! If KG's <laughs> listening to this now, he's. This, I don't no, know. this should this should be a thing, really. <laughs> yeah, KG in a dress. If you want to see that, hashtag KG in a dress. Yes, trend it. <laughs> I don't think we'll trend it, but you know, it it, it will be hilarious <laughs> if if you want yes. to see that, guys. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, like I said, it's it is an honor to have you on and. You know, hopefully, we'll see you in other things like more animes, more games, and other stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, once again, it was awesome being on here, and I loved every minute of it. Well, thanks. Anyway, guys, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to pre-order Dynasty Warriors 8 for free, yes, I did say for free, you can uh, do so from game.co.uk or your local game store. Um, with that, you get the exclusive uh, phone pouches, which are pretty much only available in Japan. But this way, you can get it in the UK. If deal, you know, if, if you prefer DLC, then of course you can pre-order from thatgameshop.com or .co.uk. I forgot, but I'll put that link in the description for you guys. They have the pre-order DLC, and it is cheap, and they have a um, a good service. You know, I think they do next day delivery as well, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, Dynasty Warriors uh, 8 is coming out on the 19th of July in the EU. In addition to that, guys, if you want to donate to our um, charity kind of page thing, you can do. It's, it's a Just Giving page. You can donate by text if you live in the UK only. Or if you live elsewhere or if you just want to donate online, you can do. It's just giving.com i think forward slash get life podcast i'm not sure but i'll put the link in the description also if you do want to buy Skullgirls, uh you can do on the xbox live marketplace and the psn store it is uh it costs about 12 pounds on the psn store around 15 euros and about 15 dollars on the psn store so i suggest you go buy it guys also dlc is cheap for that game so i suggest you go buy it anyway hope you guys have enjoyed it see you later be sure to check out the Get A Life podcast on iTunes for your Japanese gaming fix and hot chicks. Just kidding. No hot chicks. Just fish. Wait, wait a minute. I'm not going to take this a second time. Shut up! Um, okay, yeah, good job. Bye.